Hey everyone, it's Mark. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of In the News. That's all the news for independent paint and hardware retailers. Uh, before I get started, I just wanted to answer one question. A number of you have reached out and asked why I'm not doing more podcasts for about a year, maybe even two years. I was putting them out at the rate of about one a week, and now I'm doing them sort of as I'm able to. It's much uh, less frequent. Really, it comes down to just the amount of time that it takes to put together a podcast. These individual podcasts, the ones that I do uh, alone, these are relatively easy, an hour's worth of research, and I'm prepared to put it together. But podcasts that have guests are time-consuming, not just working with the guests, but uh, getting the guests uh, to agree to be on the podcast overwhelmingly, most people say no. And so I've got to spend a tremendous amount of time to put those together. And at the moment, I can't say that I understand why this is, but at the moment, there's really nobody who's interested uh, in sponsoring that work. And I find that interesting. You know, this podcast now is going out to uh, probably a thousand of you will listen to this and, and probably near a hundred percent of those thousand uh, will be paint retailers. And so that nobody wants to reach a thousand independent paint retailers is uh, something that I don't quite understand. But nonetheless, since nobody does, it's it's a lot of work for me to just keep putting them out for no benefit. And so I put out the ones that I want to put out and the people that say uh, yes easily to me, uh, I have them on the show and I love doing these. I still enjoy very much uh, doing these. And so if you're interested in being on a show, if you're a paint dealer or a hardware retailer, uh, if you're a stakeholder in the channel and you'd like to be on this show, then just reach out to me and let's get you on there. Also, if you know somebody who would want to sponsor this, if I was getting paid for these, I would probably do a lot more of them. So if you're a manufacturer that sells into this space and you want your products in front of retailers, uh, shoot me a text, give me an email, Brian. Uh, put my contact information up there, and, and let's talk. We'll get you in front of some retailers. In the meantime, here's the news. In late April, early May, most of the major paint manufacturers in the United States announced their earnings for the year, and so let's dig into some of that because there's a lot going on in this business right now. Let's start with Sherwin-Williams. The company reported earnings recently with sales increasing 8.9%. That's roughly the rate of inflation in coatings, perhaps even a little less than the rate of inflation in, in coatings. So difficult times at the world's largest coatings manufacturer. But despite some troubling results, it might not be all bad for Sherwin-Williams as far as architectural sales are concerned. So let's dig in a little bit. Because Sherwin-Williams is a diversified company, and the results reflect troubles in markets which are not necessarily dealt with by the independents who are listening to this. Uh, Sherwin-Williams is currently having problems in Europe. They're currently having problems in China. And even in the United States, in specific uh, market segments where independents are not particularly strong. For example, new construction continues uh, to be a problem for the company. Despite trouble keeping their sales up, net income at Sherwin-Williams was up more than 30%. And that's because it's true that more than a third of all the inflation in the United States right now can be accounted for by increased corporate profits. And the same goes for Sherwin-Williams. And despite those poor results, the sales that they, that the company did report were higher than expected. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that the company, uh, is performing well. That means that they had forecast this to be a very difficult time. And in fact, that's exactly what it's turning out to be. 
In the paint stores groups, and that's what dealers compete with every day, sales were up what the company claimed was a double-digit percentage, which to me means 10%, because as somebody who follows their announcements frequently and understands their nomenclature, if it was more than 10%, if it was even 11% or 12%, they would have called that low double digits. Instead, they referred to it as double digits, and so 10% for the paint stores group is not impressive at a time with inflation as high as it is, meaning that despite the big headlines, the best you can say about Sherwin-Williams' performance in the first quarter of the year is meh. In their announcement, the company and CEO John Maricus were forced to admit that consolidated net sales increased primarily due to selling price increases in all segments and higher architectural sales volume in the paint store group. So there is a little bit more volume coming in through architectural sales, but generally speaking, uh, the entirety of the increase has been caused by inflation. CEO John Maricus shared that in the paint store groups, Sales in all end markets were up double digits percentages driven by strong volume, which frankly strikes me as unlikely to be true considering the rest of the information that the company is reporting. In fact, I've blogged previously about my feelings that uh, Sherwin-Williams and their chief executive officer, John Maricus, intentionally mislead. And I think that this is an example of that. They use the word strong volume. Uh, while referring to their sales, but really all they did was keep up with the rate of inflation. So I'm not really sure what's so strong about that. In the meantime, I did want to dig a little deeper and see what's going on specifically with architectural coating sales in the paint stores group, because that's what retailers are competing against every day. Looking at just that same store sales were up 14% in the quarter. I don't know the exact amount of the price increases that they've seen, but I'd have to call that roughly flat to maybe very slightly higher as far as gallon volume is concerned, up perhaps low, very low single digits. A trifling amount considering what I'm still hearing from dealers to be a fairly active market, particularly now that spring is here. To the extent that there actually was an increase in volume sold, John Maricus told the webcast listeners that two-thirds of that volume came from the new reps that the companies had added and that they continue to add uh, new stores and new reps with four new locations added just in the first quarter of 2023. That brings the total up to 4,628 Sherwin-Williams stores around the United States. One item of note for dealers that are wondering what's coming in the future, uh, throughout the webcast, uh, CEO John Maricus was a paint doomsdayer, uh, even sharing that the company is, quote, under no illusions regarding the macro headwinds we are likely to face, unquote. Perhaps when he says that, he's referring to the predicted recession, which I think we all agree is coming. But it is possible that he's referring to the company's gargantuan debt load, which is likely to become problematic now that interest rates are so much higher than they were just a couple of years ago. Moving on to PPG, the company announced sales increases of 5% significantly below the rate of inflation, But in a far more transparent presentation, the company shared that their gallon volume was down 3% for the quarter. I'd love to see Sherwin-Williams be as transparent in their presentations. PPG does a really nice job of being very direct and straightforward. 
But those of you worried about PPG's performance should stop worrying because unlike Sherwin-Williams, PPG is in great financial condition. They have a very low level of debt and a very high level of liquidity and cash on their balance sheets, the exact opposite of what Sherwin-Williams is going through. And so PPG is in fantastic shape despite some lower sales in the recent quarter. But what PPG and Sherwin-Williams do have in common is their forecasts for the coming months. Both companies are expecting a very rough ride for the second half of 2023, with PPG Chief Executive Tim Knavish sharing that in the U.S., we expect sequential slowing in economic activity in certain end-use markets, particularly those that are construction-related, end quote. And so PPG and Cheryl Williams both expecting decreases in paint sales in the second half of 2023. Moving on to Ace Hardware, the co-op reported first quarter revenue down about 5%. The weather, not paint, to blame for much of the decrease, at least according to Ace Chief Executive John Van Heusen, the CEO shared that he believes a, quote, unusually cold, wet winter in California a particularly warm, mild winter in the Midwest and Northeast, and the significant reduction of direct stimulus payments to individuals by the government were the primary drivers of our first sales and profit decline in nearly six and a half years. And so down about 5% plus some inflation on top of that. So Ace Hardware had a difficult quarter, probably down in actual volume, a, a good percentage, probably low double digits percent based on what they've reported. But that's their first sales and profit decline in six and a half years. That's 26 quarters straight of increased sales and profitability. And so that was uh, almost certainly going to come to an end at some point. Of the 3,600 ACE retailers who shared daily sales data with the hardware cooperative, volume was down 4.4% as compared to the first quarter last year. So definitely they are seeing some volume decreases. Finally, I wanted to spend a little time on Masco because it does speak to what's going on at Home Depot, who is a very significant competitor to many in the independent channel. Masco's earnings are a little bit more nuanced as there's more to the company than just paint. In fact, Masco's plumbing division is 50% larger than the company's paint division. And so rather than report on the whole company's performance, I'm just going to report on the Masco paint division's performance for the first quarter and year over year sales in that time, decreased 10% for Masco. That's for the Bear brand exclusively available at Home Depot. While the company did not speak to price increases specifically, we are all aware that paint has gone up since this time last year, and that's likely in the 10% range, perhaps a little more. And so these results really are a bloodbath for Home Depot and for Masco. Their paint sales are, are seriously struggling. Uh, down very high uh, double digits. And I suspect that that's why Sherwin-Williams and PPG, who deal with these companies through other brands, deal with Lowe's, deal with Home Depot through their other brands, I suspect that that's why they're forecasting a troubled second half of 2023 Home Depot already telegraphing that. One of the things that's interesting to me about these numbers is 
uh, comparing them to what I'm hearing from independent pain retailers. I've made a career about complaining to Benjamin Moore about the information that they release or make public. They're not a public company. They're buried deeply on the balance sheets of Berkshire Hathaway. And so this sort of information is generally not available on performance of either Benjamin Moore or retailers in the channel. And, but I, I am able just through, uh, speaking with retailers, speaking with people that I know who are in positions in the industry who might be able to aggregate some of these numbers. I, I do know that while Benjamin Moore had a difficult first quarter, perhaps even down, uh, I'm told that retailers continue to do okay in this market. I'm, I'm aware that, uh, that the days of year ago or two years ago where we were seeing 10, 20, 30, 40% increases sometimes, but the dealers that I'm speaking to continue to tell me that their businesses are doing just fine and that sales continue to, uh, improve at a very moderate pace, but considers, but continue, uh, after years of extensive growth to either remain flat or slightly improve. And so if Sean Williams has picked up any volume at all, from what we can read here and what I'm hearing, if Sherwin Williams has picked up any volume at all over the last number of years, it looks like it's come from Home Depot. And so that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like and subscribe. Brian, put my phone number up there. Shoot me a text and tell me if there's anything you want to hear me make podcasts or write about. And we'll see you on the next episode.